Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. What's wrong? You didn't stir it up. Oh my gosh, this is not good. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me as we get into talking about it's time to stir it up. Oh yes, I'll see you on the flip. All right, I guess you can tell from the A part, I'm a little hyped, but it come, it does come with a bit of sadness. The, the unfortunate passing of a prolific writer of some of the songs that my, were the blueprints of my family and growing up and my parents' uh, lives, uh, she recently passed a few days ago and... Um, Shout out to and rest in peace, uh, Ms. Allie Willis. And she was the writer of so many songs that I, when I was a little kid, that was the jam. Um, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire, Boogie Wonderland, ah, ah, Boogie Wonderland, and uh, so many more. But on um, right around the time I was, uh, being respectful of her memory, they announced that there is a good possibility that another uh, work that she she worked on that has really been my my thing since I was a kid was that there might be another uh, Beverly Hills Cop coming out. Now that Eddie Murphy is back in circulation and heavy rotation, he is bringing back some of his stuff that we have always loved and endured. And that might be the case. It's a long shot, but it might be. But it got me to reminiscing about some of the other stuff. And I remember when she pointed her sister's Neutron Dance and how can we forget the grand dame herself, Miss Patty LaBelle? And going back and looking at that soundtrack that Ms. Willis did, there it was. Patty LaBelle's Stir It Up. And I just went back and started listening to Patty sing it again. And that song really it touched me and it got me to going. I listened to it on YouTube and I loved to go down the comments. And in the comments, oh honey, it was like church in the comments. People were like, you know, aside from the normal, are you here in this year kind of thing? People were like, this picks me up. This helps me. And the music is bouncy. And you know, and when um, Patty gets into the chorus and she's like, time to stir it up and all that kind of stuff, you know, I'm like, yes. But then if you go and you read the lyrics, whoo, 
The lyrics are juxtaposed to the happy, bouncy beat of the synths and the signature sounds of the 80s. And just, I'm not going to read a lot of them. I don't want to get copyright, you know, struck or anything like that. But I'm, I'm going to say this. Um, in the... <sighs> In the buildup, it's a lot of words. It's not like um, a lot of fluff. It's not a lot of repetition. It's a story that's being told. And it, it, it starts out. It says, I can't sit here while I go nowhere. Chase my dreams through the polluted air. Walking on a wire. Running out of time. There's no room in this old heart of mine. And then it says, bill collectors waiting down the hall. Neighbors scream and crack the bedroom wall. Nerves jump off the pavement. Passion hits the streets. Anger's cooking in the city heat. And then Patty goes into, world's too crazy. I can't take no more. I won't stay here. Locked behind the door. And then the iconic chorus comes in. Baby got to stir it up. Got to break it up now. When I think about tomorrow, ooh, I can't wait to stir it up. Got to shake it up now. If I have to beg or borrow, I'm not going to take it anymore. And I remember the song playing. I remember uh, Axel Foley in Beverly Hills with that beat up Nova and all of the the people that he was seeing and he's laughing at folks wearing clothing that he had recently worn in one of his iconic stand-up shows and all of the different things. And I was like, wow, it took 30 plus years for me to stop bobbing my head and hopping up and down like Snoopy to read the lyrics. I was like, that takes some power to be able to say such deep words in such a happy way and get people happy about it because it doesn't get any, any, any better. I wish, I wish it did. The second verse is about hungry minds staring. Um, uh, you know, it says all those time, time bombs ticking in your head. So it goes inside. And then that last one, oh my gosh, the way the song is before the chorus, the last um, verse is can't find love because it's trapped inside. Can't find freedom flirting with um, uh, with line. Uh, it, it just I'm like, oh Lord. And it says, pack my bags, baby. I'll be gone. And I was like, you change the music, the tone, and you got a totally different song. Uh, but the the reason why I wanted to just go through those lyrics is because in um, the flavor of our atmosphere today, we really do need a good ingestion of remembering to stir things up. I was listening to it and uh, making some notes and doing some work. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing how you can tell different um, decades and things based on the music, the who is doing it and all of that. And it's like you can have some people that are are hopping up and down, happy and bopping about. And then you have some people that are doing lo-fi crying because she left me and I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> and but it, it, it's a it's a real tangibleness to this energy that music seems to have and 
especially in this particular time of the year when we have a little time to 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 slow down, to reflect over the previous months that have brought us to this time. A lot of us get an opportunity to take a few days off away from the hustle and bustle in the rat race. And that's when that stuff starts crashing in. And so in today's Wisdom Smack, I really kind of want to just give you the simple message that it is time to stir it up. It is time to get back to a point where you can sing heavy hitting truths with a light heart heartedness that gets you pumped up to do the very thing that you need to do. And I was uh, listening uh, to the song and reading uh, some of the comments because it's just so much um, that you can glean from comments. And uh, someone said something about uh, how the song helped them to not feel like all is lost. That she said that she had been listening to the song every day. And I looked at the timestamp and it's only been like a few weeks since she posted it, which puts her right smack in the middle of our holiday season. And I was like, wow, who would have thought that a 35-year-old song would have such impact well after it was put out and consumed and, you know, part of the popular genre is still ministering to people, giving them a reason to live and, and to be. And so I'm promising I'm not going to keep this deep because I'm going somewhere with this. And I, I want I want y'all to, to know that there is wisdom in being able to say enough is enough and stop it. All right. And so when I when I read that that dear one's uh, comments that she said how she had been planted each morning to help her get herself together and get herself right, it just popped in like a scenic vista. Of, of what is happening to a lot of people because we are not aware that we need to shake ourselves. We need to, yeah, be aware of what's happening around us, but don't let that get us down. And to stop being part of the u- useless people crew. Yeah, I want to I want to I want to address that real quick. And p- being part of the useless people crew is where we're so busy looking at real things. Now, I'm not going to say they're not real. I'm not going to say they're 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 not uh, without power. But you cannot be so concentrated on looking at the looming problem ahead that you forget to realize that you have the power to deflate the looming problem ahead. Yes, you. And that and that brings me to the the biggest point that we're going to talk about today is this whole thing of settling, settling for the powers that be, settling for the economic injustices that might be raining down on you wherever you are in the world under the sound of my voice, settling on who you are at this time and the fact that maybe you've tried over and over again to be better and it's just not working. But daring to believe that you don't have to settle. And that's the thing. It comes down to not settling. And I was like, hmm. You know, so like I'm saying, I'm sitting here looking seriously, reading these these lyrics that I, in a million years, I would have said, oh, it's a happy song. (laughs) I was like, yeah, it's cool. And I'm sitting here and reading it. And like I said, the last verse of, of this trifecta of depth, it says, 
can't find love because it's trapped inside, can't find freedom flirting with the line, meaning that 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 wire, that line that you're on, you know, um, uh, make some room in this old heart of mine. So much pressure to keep holding on. Pack my bags up, baby, I'll be gone. And like I said before, put it to a different sound, and oh my gosh, <laughs> it could be a totally different type of song. And so I was like, "You can't, we can't settle. And it, it comes in an instance where you just have to be like, stir it up. You have to stir it up. And um, one of my nieces and I, we uh, trade different musical finds that we we uh, come up with. And um, I always enjoy sharing with her and, and I hope, well, she does all the time. Uh, so I, I think that's that means she likes it. So she shares with me and uh, our off the beaten trail gems of voices and peoples and bands that we like. And I just recently sent her some links uh, to something. Uh, and I, I made sure that I sent the original and I sent the remixes because I have been really enjoying remixes. Now, little did I know that subconsciously I was preparing myself for the focus of what I'm doing going into this new year, which is a few days away and stirring it up, remixing things to give it new life. If you look at the recent podcasts that go through our lives together, because this is a relationship by now, this is episode number 230. We in this, we, we, we together. Come on, let's just face it. You is for me, I is for you. <laughs> so with me looking at that and realizing that I have been, quote unquote, stirring it up even before um, I was reminded of the great Ms. Allie Willis and her contribution uh, and going and finding that song by Patti LaBelle, Stir It Up, and just realizing that, yes, this is what it's like. And back to those comments under underneath um, the uh, video for Patty. One of the things that I kept seeing over and over again were people, and I'm not going to call anybody older, but, you know, people who were old enough to be able to celebrate and do stuff, not little kids like me and, you know, that, you know, going back through that time. And they were talking about how at during that time in the 80s, that decade, it was so full of life and vigor. And of course, you know me. I went back and I, I looked at Wikipedia and looked at some um, uh, gross stats and Pew Research to try to figure out what was going on in the 80s. And during that time, wouldn't you know it, we had the largest surge of diversity and gender explosions into the workforce around the world. That meant that a lot of people were breaking barriers of confinement and they were breaking out of the norms of the previous generations. Uh, on this podcast, we have talked about uh, the work of an ancient uh, psychologist, sociologist, if you will, and his study of the generations and how you'll have revolutionaries that will come and they will um, be able to disrupt and just tear up stuff and uh, be able to do things 
that are unheard of and that are frankly quite scary. But the thing that people don't seem to realize is uh, when you have these changes in these moods, they produce children of hope and destiny and liveliness. And so looking at this time, in the 80s, by the time we got to the 80s, these were the children of the people of the 60s and the baby boomers and the free love and the, you know, less buck society. And so the the people who were able to really enjoy these 80s, you know, you've got your Madonnas and your shares and all these people making huge inroads into doing something new, different, wild. Um it was because their parents had paved the way and now they are living the benefits. And that's how I believe in my limited assessment, you could have someone who is able to sing a song that is just downright depressing. And depending on what kind of music and the context and the crew, it could be a, uh, a song about getting out of here in a different kind of way, you know? And when I looked at it like that, I was like, whoa, okay, that makes a a lot more sense. And the people, how they were interacting with it, talking about how they felt at the time when um, they were out in the party scene or living their best life as a young person and all of this kind of stuff. And they were all talking about, I want to go back. I want, I was like, is this an advertisement for, uh, for Avatar? What is really going on? <laughs> so it was just, it was something. And, and it's, it's, and I say it was something because now coming close, like um, getting closer to the 40 year mark, we are almost uh, two generations away from that. So if you got that, we're, we're now smack dab into what um, Calden, uh, excuse me, uh, the 14th century Arab scholar, uh, Abin Calden, uh, would say we're in the skeptic uh, situation. And so the way he broke this down, and I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time. But what he saw, said is he saw four types of generations, which tend to repeat themselves over and over again. And he said they were uh, defined by certain types of trades and attitudes. And so the revolutionaries are the ones who upend any kind of established system, and they cause a great change. Um, Then after them, you've got the orderlies. They bring organization and structure to the new system. So think about the kids in the 80s and how they moved into the workforce and um, it was all about getting money, getting paid, having a big life. You look at the music, the genres exploded with new creativity because they had the freedom to do that. And then after that, uh, after the orderlies have come in, the next ones are going to be the pragmatists. Now, these are the people who are going to enjoy the comforts of this new world order. Um, and they're going to take it for what it is. And it's going to be far enough removed where they're like, well, this is just the way life is. Because think about it. Uh, 40 to up to 60 years prior, it's been a you know possibly this kind of way because a generation usually lasts about anywhere from 18 to 23 years. And so by the time you get to the pragmatists, like I said, it could be anywhere from 40 to 60 
you know, plus years that they've been used to their parents and their grandparents of this is the way life is. But the problem with the pragmatists and how they enjoy the comforts of this new order is that they tend to get really conservative and they tend to make things like this is just the way it is. <laughs> and and that just doesn't really work uh, for long because everything must change. And the, the more you try to stay the same, the more you cause problems. So that means that when the next group comes up, the skeptics, they're the ones who are going to question their their parents' lives of leisure. They're going to question the status quo. And that is how you end up with a child um, being the person of the year and who basically went to the world stages and, and told grown people, shame on you for what you're doing to our world. What are you leaving us? What kind of inheritance are you doing? Uh, that How can you be so selfish? And so you just see it playing out over and over again. And and so I was like, wow. And uh, it is time to stir it up. And on this podcast, we talk about mental and uh, wisdom strengthening for the individual. So I'm talking about you because the only way you can change your world is to start with you. And so thank you for letting me go through those things. And so I'm going to co- continue uh, close this out with the last few minutes that we have by giving you some some of the insights that will really help you. And the first is to stop being part of the useless people crew. You don't have to succumb to stuff. It starts with you daring to step out of not settling. And a a little bit about settling. You know, don't settle or you will become the floor others use to rise up because everybody is not going to settle. Everybody is not going to conform. You know, be careful because when you become, when you settle, you become the sediment. You become that dreg, the muck at the bottom. You know, the only thing that's at the bottom are rocks. If you settle, you become the rock bottom. And so in order to stir it up, start, and I'm just going to give you a a three-point approach. And that is to start with your mood and your tone. Now, your mood is going to be you, how you are feeling. Your tone is going to be your environment. For some people, you'll be able to attack your mood first. And for others, I encourage you to attack your tone first. And one of the things that I have found about um, changing the tone of your environment, it influences your attitude. So simply moving the furniture around or uh, changing out the clothes from season to season, doing things that make you uh, have to change up and become aware of the changes in your life. Have you gotten to the point where you can walk through your house in the dead of night with no lights on because you know where everything is? It might be that it's time to move stuff around and the stuff that you're used to sidestepping in the dark You might have to sidestep another way because things are changed and getting that new energy where you have to engage and use muscles that have become lax and flaccid is going to help you because you are the one enacting the power on this. Now, here's another part about the reason why you want to stir up your mood and your tone is because if you uh, if you don't and you continue to just play it as normal. Don't buck the system. Don't, 
you know, uh, do things that would cause uh, any uproar in the way your life is run. You become part of the settlement, part of the useless people. And guess what happens to sediment over time? Yeah, it becomes part of the environment. It becomes part of the invisible. It becomes part of the backdrop of people who are living their lives. You know, you have the power to make your tomorrow what it needs to be. And it simply starts by stirring up who you are, how you feel about stuff. Or instead of how you feel about stuff, how you react to your feelings about stuff. Because that's what really matters. Uh, We talked about this in another podcast, how... um, there, there is new research that shows that we come prepackaged with some feelings. And after we start having experiences, we add on to them and then we give meaning to those and those, those new uh, complex experiences start to dictate our behavior. But we have the ability to identify what we're giving meaning to for these feelings and thus we can change our behavior. And to be able to change your behavior means that you pull away from the masses because I'm going to tell you, the masses are all huddled down at the bottom in a concentrated mess. Have you ever looked at uh, uh, freshly made um, uh, lemonade and it's um, uh, the the natural bits and pulp have have managed to uh, settle down at the bottom. Yeah, that's where the masses are. Yeah, but you have to stir it up so you can get everything evenly distributed and it can taste well and all of that kind of stuff. And you can bring some of that sediment up throughout the entire container and make the whole better. And I want to say that even if you found that you've been settling for too long, you're part of the sediment, you still have use. You still are wanted, appreciated, and needed in whatever capacity, new capacity that you can have. Um, I talked about a book a little while ago on the podcast, and the name of the book was called Diamond Doors, and it was about a uh, perennial uh, drug thief, <laughs> provocative and everything, world-renowned. And um the book of the name of the book is called Diamond Doris, but she had something in there that she talked about um, when her father, who had a good job uh, for a man of color back in um, the 30s, 20s and 30s and 40s, uh, when he lost his longtime coal miner's job, he fell into a little bit of depression. They didn't call it that, but I do like the way she she talked about it. And this is what Diamond Doris said of her, how her father handled the loss of his longtime coal miner's job. She said he was, get this, at home, in bed, waiting for something right to happen in life. This is when you know you have settled. When you have outsourced and given up your power for something right to happen in your life by any means other than your hands, your attitudes, your behaviors, and of your making. That's not what we want. And like I said before, be careful because the sediments become part of the background, the landscape, the environment. Yeah, they become that stationary exterior of someone else's scenic life and backdrop. So, To stir it up, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take some calculated, now calculated is the operative word here, some calculated chances and risks to do more. And then do the new, do stuff that's new to you. 
change up that flow of energy by moving things around. Heck, throw yourself off of the uh, of the expected path by moving the furniture, changing your hair, or heck, doing what I did. I went through um my linen drawers and not my linen, my underwear drawers, and whew, I took out a, a big bag of underwear. And some of them they needed to go; they were just old. But then some of them I threw out. You know, yeah, I don't know about y'all, but a lot of women that I know, we have those just in case I'm ever that size again. Sexy underwear. Yeah, I went on and threw it threw it out. I actually threw out, if it was older than a fifth grader, I threw it out. <laughs> because I figure in my world, unused underwear that old, it should at least be paying mortgage up in here since it's not capable of doing other things, you know. So I threw all of that out. I was like, well, I'm being radical today. But it was part of stirring up the energy. And I was looking at, okay, so. I know I need to move some things around to make uh, sure that the energy path in my home and in my life is different. And I was like, you know, I have, you know, some heavy pieces that I'm like, you're going to have to stay. But just even moving um, the position, just a little bit of the of the sofa or the chair or, or whatever, it helps. It really does. Because like I said before. It takes on a different meaning when you take a chance by not turning on some lights when you get up in the middle of the night. That's not to me. That's really stirring it up. You know, are you willing to take a a jab toe chance at walking through your house after you've stirred things up in the middle of the night with no lights on? Yeah, I I didn't think so. And so with this uh, understanding of stirring it up, of taking the fire and the electricity of what the 80s had and borrowing from them, not borrowing from them as the, and I don't want to say spoiled, pretentious, or uh, entitled offspring of the me generation of the baby boomers. I don't want to say that. But what I do want to say is, is learning that no matter what it looks like, because there are some things that are going to always be the same. In this life, you're going to have suffering. But you should be able to take all of that heaviness and and realize what power you have in just by not taking it anymore, packing your bags and getting up and walking out the door, you know, uh, making sure that you stir it up, break up all of that rocky ground that has been trying to suck you under and keep you down and understand, truly understand that as surely as you make an effort to change your tone, your mood, and your attitude, your entire life starts to change. And so that is what I wanted to say today about stirring it up. Thank you to Miss Patty LaBelle for doing such a wonderful job at singing that. Thank you to the recently departed but sorely missed Allie Willis in helping to put together that project. Um, of that wonderful movie, Beverly Hills Cop. And you guys, guess what? Yeah, my time is really up. And I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes and please consider using our Amazon link at michellespivey.com forward slash AMZ for all your Amazon shopping. And also, yes, 
Uh, if you are wanting to get in touch with me for services and goods, check the show notes. If you're wanting to sponsor podcasts or any of those other things, check the show notes. They're all there. And until tomorrow, yes, because this is a daily podcast, I'm going to see you later. Have a wonderful rest of your evening and stir it up. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.